Hey. What? Did you get them? I may have distracted him with the kiss and snuck them out of his jacket. My mall. Let's go. What's Sam researching now? Uh, I think he's just cataloging books right now. Ah, now this, Sandra, this is just the kind of relaxation we needed after the day we've had. Oh, Carly, we've got someone in the back seat again. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, it's you. Sorry. I didn't see you there. Don't mind the demon blade. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules and baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hello and welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I am one of your hosts, Sandra. I'm the other host, Carly. I'm the resident Sam <laughs> Mortal up in this business. Sandra, say for all your yeah. Dean girl needs. I'm the Dean. I'm the Dean girl up, up close and personal. Everything Dean. Uh, all day, all the time. Dean, Dean, Dean. That's what I love. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Can I pull you back on track there, Sandra? <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to need that. Um, so what we thought we'd do today is we're actually going to do a sort of top 10 of season one through season five. We were going to try to do maybe like an overall arching of like favorite episodes, bottom. And I, every time I say bottom and top now, I'm like having different <laughs> thoughts. But so we did a uh, bottom made it 10. Dirty in your own head. <laughs> I did. I did bottom 10, top 10 episodes from season one through five. And what the plan is, hopefully, is that at some point, um, because Carly is not as um, well-versed on all the other seasons as I am, um, we'll probably do a six through 10, and then we'll do an 11 through 15 at some point. Mm -hmm. But okay, off the bat, just what was your process for this and what did you find interesting about trying to narrow down your your top 10 and your bottom 10 for seasons one through five? So my process was I had I had a few episodes in mind and obviously we'll we'll run through the countdown, but I had a few episodes in mind and then basically I was at work and in between calls I was just scrolling <laughs> supernatural articles on Wikipedia and like picking out just picking out like because I need I needed the summaries of the episodes for a refresher because like Sandra says she's she's very well versed on Supernatural like I think that might be what she does with her free time just <laughs> watches episodes of Supernatural she doesn't, doesn't do nothing else she just like does basic day-to-day -day living and then her hobby is re-watching episodes of Supernatural you would think but I've actually gotten better <laughs> <laughs> yay woo, progress progress i've gotten better i've gotten worse this is a supernatural podcast um well i guess better in terms of i i parcel up my time better so it's not all all supernatural all the time but yes no it's gotten there's, there's a, a better supernatural <laughs> life balance yes but yes yeah. that's what it is she's a she what you were you're much well versed in like you can like name episodes off the bat and stuff and I'm a bit like oh yeah no I like that one where that guy does the thing <laughs> so I was like looking through wikipedia and like jumping through the first five uh, season articles and just like writing down like 
top episodes and stuff. Um, and I'll let, that that one was easy. There was a bunch of episodes that I was like, yep, that one, that one, that one, that one. So I got my top 10 really quickly. I had to like, I had to be quite ruthless with it. And I had to be like, no, you're out, you're not top 10 material. But for the bottom, it's it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Because there's, with the exception of a very few episodes, <clears throat> bugs, you know, mm-hmm. with the exception of very few episodes, there's not really a lot of bad episodes of Supernatural. Look at this dumb episodes, but mm-hmm. they tend to come like later on. Mm-hmm. So for the first, the first, the first few before like it's they started changing writers and showrunners and it all went insane. There's not a lot of bad episodes. So I sort of like I picked out the ones that I thought were like bad because they were bad. And mm-hmm. then I had to move on to episodes that rank my bottom 10 because they gave me the sads. Mm. So okay. then I had to move, move, move into that and be like, "There's nothing wrong with these episodes. They just make me sad. Hmm. I just, I don't like the emotion it inspires in me, which I suppose could make them top ten material because they inspire such good emotion. But I don't like being sad. I don't, I don't come to this to be sad. And supernatural leaves me feeling very attacked sometimes. Hmm. So what about you? What was what was your process? I feel like we have a theme that transfers over from our fiction interest to how we kind of look at um how we look at the show too but my process was I was just basically mm-hmm. like okay how my notebook out went through Netflix season one through five and I was just looking at episodes and made a list two sides sides you know I liked loved episodes I could you know care less about or literally didn't remember what they were about because obviously I did not like them enough for them to retain any sort of spot in my brain what I found to be more difficult I immediately had like my bottom 10 was like right off the bat I could like oh well, really yeah I could figure out ones that I just just based off of titles and kind of like no not really not really not. it was it was harder ranking them but I came up with I came up with a shorter more concise list for my bottom 10 my favorites were just like filling up the other side of my so I had to go like to another sheet like okay and then I was like (laughs) all right well I really love all these but like this could be an honorable mention but oh I really like this for this and I really like this for this and you know what am I going to base my criteria on and I'm got full stop I've already mentioned Dean Girl so I already know that my top 10 episodes probably are going to lean heavily onto maybe Dean's storyline or Dean's you know, journey through Supernatural. So I could already see that that was what was happening. So then I was like, well, I need to also, you know, there were just some that I thought were, I I did like fun, but then I also liked some that I thought were really good with plot and development of character. But again, the character that I was focusing on, big surprise, tended to be Dean. So my top tens became, you know, some episodes that I just love because they just are fun and they like you they make me make me laugh and feel good but then there's also ones that are heavy and maybe a little on the hurt my heart side Mm -hmm. because of what they do with the characters but yeah the bottom the bottom 10 was like actually really simple but yeah I I, it was hard picking because I I I swear there's so many I was like Oh, what am I going to do? I really want that, but I can't, I can't, that can't, that's not going to fit. I don't have, I'll have more than 10. I'll have, 
um, 20, yeah. I could probably have easily 20 or 30. Like if I was really going to say like favorite, you know, top, top, you know, top episodes, but what I'm thinking is going to happen when we get into season six to 10 is it's almost going to flip. I'm going to be able to find those top 10 episodes really quickly, but then have to shift and find there's going to be so many, there's going to be so many bad ones. It's going to be hard mm. ranking that way. And I think what I noticed too, is that more of the um, bottom tens tended to be like maybe more focused on monster of the week, maybe, and not as much plot or if there was plot or character development it wasn't very it wasn't focused on the boys as much um and I I I saw them do that and I was noticing it a little bit in terms of storyline and how they some were written um there's almost too much focus on the side characters where I almost didn't feel like it was necessary it was taking up too much time um for a lot of the monster of the weeks that I didn't like so yeah that was kind of my my experience with picking these out mm. so again it's a little different I think from how we're how we approach yeah you well, know. coming at it from very different ways aren't we because I was like I feel like the first five seasons kind of had the shit together plot wise mm -hmm. so it was very much like monster of the week stuff and then the plot kind of sort of weaved in and out of that and it was mm -hmm. it was quite coherent and cohesive and it you know like it knew what it was doing it knew where it was going yeah, it and was then, eventually like an on the nose thing. Like you could see how they were paralleling. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think some of their Monster of the Week episodes are really good. I just found that some of the most of the ones I picked were very much like there was kind of like a heavy Monster of the Week, but it just didn't it didn't click or didn't work. I think overall for me, mm -hmm. it was like eh, yeah, yeah. I'll be very interested to see what my picks will be for season six through ten because that's where it, it just kind of lost the plot then. Yeah. And they were throwing out really wild episodes that didn't have anything to do with anything. I mean, we so I haven't seen Sandra's top and bomb fix. I don't know if she's looked at mine because I, I feel like I'm gonna Google. No, I didn't. I didn't want to look. I wanted to be surprised. So I don't know how you want to. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do bottom ten first? Yeah, let's let's start with the bottom ten, and then we can end on a high note of these are the good ones. Okay. So do you want to go? So, like, do you want to do like we both do ten, then we both do nine, or do you want to go through all of yours? Me go through all mine. How do you want to do it? Should we, should we go through each, like, go through, like, you go through yours or I'll go through mine first and go, like, one to ten. Okay. Or ten to one, rather. Okay. And uh, so ten being the, like, so are we doing ones, like, the absolute worst, then? Is, like, yeah. is that how we're doing it? Okay. Yeah, we'll do a countdown from ten to one. Okay. All right. Do you want to go first? Because I want to hear yours since I didn't look and see if any match. Yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go first. So my uh, number ten in my bottom ten is Mystery Spot. Not because there's anything wrong with the episode. It's funny, but I know Jared hated filming it. He was like, it was the worst week. I had to be sad and cry for a whole week and I hated it. So sad Jared equals sad Callie, I'm afraid. Aww, okay. Sorry, mystery spot. So number nine for me is Dark Side of the Moon, which is a season five episode where Sam and Dean are surprised in their motel room by some really angry hunters who shoot them and they die and they go to heaven. And the episode is about them navigating their way out of heaven and it features our favorite angel, Zachariah, because we all love to hate him, don't we? <laughs> and I, I don't like that episode because I think that episode is the turning point where all tension of death goes out of the show because mm. that's the episode where they go hey no you've died loads of times we've just wiped your memory and it just takes away 
all the tension that they've been building. Because, yeah, by that point, Sam's died and come back and Dean's died and come back. But it's still, death still holds weight. You know, it wasn't, Dean had to sell his soul Mm -hmm. to get Sam back. Mm -hmm. Dean, you know, Cass had to uh, grip Dean tight and raise him from perdition. You know, like Mm -hmm. it held weight. And then that was like, Oh yeah, no, you've been killed loads of times. We just keep sending you back. And it was so flippant. I I didn't enjoy that. I didn't, I wasn't at all. And then we've got number eight, which is the real Ghostbusters, which is the uh, supernatural fan convention featuring mm-hmm. one of my most hated characters from Supernatural. And I don't care if they try to turn it around at the end and make her the victim. Becky can fuck off, right? All the way off. If that episode was gender flipped, if that if Sam and Dean had been female and it had been a male fan who mm-hmm. knocked on their door, touched Sam and refused to stop, the show would have been cancelled immediately. Mm-hmm. It would have been cancelled immediately. It would not have stood. It is not any less disgusting because they're men and it's a girl. It's fucking gross. I hate it. I hate that fucking character. And she keeps coming up. Like, I'm sorry. She date raped Sam and everyone's like, oh, Becky, lol. No, no. I hate it. I hate her. Hate Becky. Hate that episode, which is a shame because it's quite a good episode. She wasn't fucking in it. So, yeah. And I want to know, I want you all to know who's listening. I have this in a Google Doc and I have comments for, because like Sandra's the one that does the episode titles. And I'm like, oh yeah, then know that episode where that guy did that thing. So I have notes on this. Um, My note for the real Ghostbusters just says Becky in capital letters because I hate her so much. Number seven for me is all Hell Breaks Loose Part 1, which is the penultimate episode of Season 2, Dead Sam, Sad Carly. Mm. It's a good episode, again. Yeah. These A lot of these are not because the episodes are bad, it's mm-hmm. because they make me feel bad, right, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that bit at the end, and Jensen's holding Jared, and he's like, oh, it's my job to look him pain in the ass, little brother. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I've heard the behind the scenes things, you know, of like how difficult it was for them to act and mm-hmm. Jensen being like, I believe there's a an interview with Jensen where he says he didn't have to think of anything sad to cry. Mm-hmm. He was thinking of Jared dying Aww. and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, guys, <laughs> guys. So dead, dead Sam, sad Carly. Mm. Uh, number six, I've got heart. Again, not because it's a bad episode. It's good. And then it just fucking crushes my baby at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's a good episode. And they they build up that relationship between Madison and Sam. And it's so good. And my boy gets some, which is always a bonus because he's like practically fucking celibate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we get we get that lovely, lovely scene of Sam and the shoulder muscles. And that's really great. <laughs> It's great. But again, it's the end and it's that bloody song and the look in his eyes and the door shuts and it bang and it mm. just it hurts my heart, guys. Aww. So hearts number six. Coming in middle of the road, which is exactly where it fucking deserves to be, is Monster Movie. Don't like that episode. Thought it was pointless. Didn't didn't enjoy it. Didn't like they've done better things with shapeshifters than that movie and the whole I got what they were going for with the black and white aesthetic, but I was like, mm. no, didn't like that one. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that one. Number four, Chris Angel is douchebag, which is a really this could have gone in my top or my bottom ten because the episode itself 
is really, really good. I like the storyline of it, you know. It's got that freaking song in it, which is catchy as balls. Love it. <laughs> and again, it's that scene at the end. It's always at the end, isn't it, when they mm-hmm. weave those little plot things into the monster of the week. Mm-hmm. And it's Dean, and they're sitting sitting on the side of the road under the embankment, and he's, like, telling Sam what, what he'd done in hell. And it's, it's gift everywhere on the internet. I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. I'm like, oh, my baby my baby mm-hmm. so that's that one for me number three ghost faces okay hate them hate it hate the whole concept oh don't so you just you funny. don't like the characters at all nope okay okay nope <laughs> i could hear you okay like the ghost faces <laughs> is my top 10 shut up <laughs> nope i just i don't know i can see again what they were trying to go for mm-hmm. but it was just I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. I didn't think it was it was particularly funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know? It just called back to me, and obviously that's what it was inspiring. But like the TV show, like Most Haunted and stuff. Yeah. I'm like oh, right. fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I had no time for the TV show, and I have no time for this. So yep, Ghost Faces coming in at number two is um, I'm I may butcher the pronunciation. It's a witch one, guys. It's a witch one. It's Sandra will be able to tell you because she probably knows how to pronounce it. It's one of the first witches that they do like, where it's the book club. Malleus Maleficarum or something like that. That one. There we go. <laughs> I knew you'd know. That one. I that's just in there because in season seasons one to five, I don't like any of the witch episodes. They're gross usually. There's they just they just upset me. Mm. I just I don't know, it's just not like seeing people hack up teeth and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not in, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. don't like it at all if we're going to be witches like i want like rowena yeah. she doesn't make people hack up teeth yeah you know i mean maybe she does but we don't see her do it we don't see it <laughs> so you know again it's it's like ghost faces it's not that it's bad it's just not for me okay. you know that's it and coming in at number one can you guess what it might be sandra bugs <laughs> it's bugs mom that episode sucked so fucking hard i think everybody in the whole supernatural cast was like fucking bugs though you know it's bugs you knew it was gonna be bugs i bet bugs features on sandra's bottom 10 as well they got stung for nothing guys come on now the bees didn't read on film jensen got stung in the ass for nothing like bugs is the top 10 purely because we're defending jensen's wonderful ass that's America's ass, y'all. Team Winchester's Bugs. red ass. <laughs> yeah. Team, like that Team D Winchester's red ass, but not stung by bees. Not stung oh, by bees. My goodness. So yeah, that's that's my that's my bottom ten. Okay, can I can I tell you I am so amazed. So we have three similar bottom ten episodes. Oh. I will say a couple of the ones that you mentioned were going to be honorable mentions for me in the top 10 best episodes. So I am like, it's, it's, it's quite a, quite a difference um, in terms of, of bottom, bottom 10. So I would have picked y'all, dark y'all side of the moon. Mine. Dark side of the moon was one of my, would have been one of my honorable mentions. The real ghostbusters would have been one of my honorable mentions <laughs> monster oh. movie would have been one of my honorable mentions oh and, listeners um, y'all might hear like a fight live 
Normally no. we fight in, in the group chat on no, Twitter, but I, you might I, hear live here. I don't think fights. I just, I'm just, it's very, I'm just very, I'm very interested. Like in, and I will say, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save, I'm going to save it for the next bit. So I'm going to go through my bottom 10 and you did yeah. a really great job of um, explanation and stuff. I kind of like, I'll probably just do one or two words based off of just what I remember. Cause I didn't even want to like think about these episodes for a really long time after I put them in order. Um, my number 10 was Fallen Idols. And that was the one where um, Paris Hilton had a cameo as that uh, God oh, that was kind of yeah. using the idol, um, idol idolatry sort of like to her benefit. She fed off of that. Um, yeah. But she came in later towards the end. I just wasn't really like, I didn't feel much about the episode in general even though again like the thing is there's usually like cute bits or like parts in it that I I like overall but it's like the whole episode if I could skip the episode like I would probably in a run-through would probably like if I might just skip it I'd skip it even if there was like a cute Dean joke in there or if there was a something at the end that you know the boys talk about like I would probably have skipped it um so that was, I think, in season five. And then um, number nine is the Malleus Maleficarum one. I just had this, I and maybe it's a body horror thing too, kind of like you, like I don't like a lot of that stuff. So it kind of threw me off. And I also, I don't know, like they were spending time with the characters a little too much and I, I wasn't invested. Like I could care less kind of what was going on with this witchy group mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like they spent time with them yep. and I'm like well it didn't like I, I could see the cold open like that made sense and like maybe like you know how the how the husband gets it or how somebody else gets it later on but there was no investment and like even then towards the end like you know Ruby's like knows the demon and they're doing that whole thing and they're it's and uh, season three and I don't know if misogyny is the right term but I don't really like how Dean is with Ruby in that there's a lot of, and he does it with Bella too. Like the way he treats those two women in particular, there's a lot of bitch. There's, there's a lot of like undertone to it that to me just, it's kind of icky. I don't know if, you know, like it doesn't feel yeah. like, I feel like they're pushing Dean too hard into being like this this misogynist asshole and I don't feel like you know I, I get that he is pissed off and he but you don't have to take the female aspect of it and focus on that like just the fact that Ruby's your is the villain and the one you're not sure about what her deal is and all that but you don't have to constantly throw bitch out and I just felt like that was like a yeah. recurring thing in episodes that highlighted either Ruby or Bella and I feel like that's kind of um I think that was in that episode a lot so it kind of turned me off a little bit in those especially for ruby because it's just a vessel she's yeah a demon, yeah you know? you know so she could she could have picked a male vessel i mean yeah i'm not entirely sure why she picked a female vessel i know why she picked the second female vessel but <laughs> she could have picked she could have picked any vessel so making it making it a sexist thing is is utterly pointless yeah yeah so i kind yeah. of felt i don't know i i just didn't it didn't sit well with me on a lot of levels um and then number eight is metamorphosis and that's the one where i can't remember the name of the uh, it's like a shapeshifter, but not, but like, oh, no, he, it's he, not the Rougarou one. Yeah. The Rougarou. Yeah. 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 Again, that's more body thing. And I, I, I get that there was a lot of, they, they were weaving in like, you know, 
Sam and his, you know, what he was doing with Ruby. And they were kind of like following the plot line, I think, from the end of um, the in the beginning where Dean had gone back into time and, you know, met his parents. And then he finds mm-hmm. out what, you know, Sam's doing with Ruby. And then they kind of go back and forth on that and how Sam's feeling like turning into whatever this thing is that he's turning into. And uh, so I, I get the. I get the connection. I just, again, I didn't, I wasn't invested in the, the character, you know, the, the, the husband and I felt bad for the poor wife. And again, she was getting treated really terrible and it just, it didn't, it it was like just waiting for something, you know, kind of like to happen. And again, I just, I get icky with that kind of stuff. I, if I have to look through an episode through my fingers for a majority of it it's probably not going to be an episode that I really like or if I have to turn away and Ted's like giving me commentary about what's happening on the scene you know I'm like uh no it's it's not it's not my thing yeah not Uh, a bad episode just not yeah not for you yeah and and too many I think the characters you know just they didn't they didn't grab me swap meet number seven kind of the same thing that's the one where the uh kid switches bodies with Sam I think the Sam parts are really funny you know when he's like this big oversized dude or you know he's kind of like you know getting it on with an older woman and like like how he's playing that and I I liked I liked that part of it I just didn't I didn't like the kid I didn't like the the story again the storyline made sense and how they were trying to like figure stuff out with the demon and trying to figure out who who Sam was to kind of like and, and all that and but it just it just didn't get me. Didn't like it. Number six was Provenance. That's the one where there's the ghost portrait. Um, I think it's from season one. And oh, with the oh, what's the name now? Sarah. Yeah. Date, Sam goes on the date with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just I, I I didn't. And again, I you know Carly, you're gonna be mad at me. Sometimes sometimes they're kind of like sam heavy episodes i'm kind of noticing now you know that's like y'all are definitely gonna hear a fight live now sorry what (laughs) no i was looking at it's like swap meet like sam right provenance yeah yeah sam yeah metamorphosis sam like that's they're they're sam heavy again i just i don't know it's just it's i'm noticing it now don't 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 kill me (laughs) wow Chris Angel is a douchebag is my number four worst episode because of the Dean at the end. And you're just like, I just hate all the episodes that are about Sam. Like, all right, fine. No, no, no. I'm fine. not saying that. I'm saying that I'm saying looking at what my bottom 10 are as I'm looking at like, you know, what's what's primarily like the focus is these three back to back were were Sam. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. I would like to remind all listeners at this point (laughs) if you jump back to episode three of the idling in the impala podcast you will hear our Sandra's dirty dirty dark secret that it was (laughs) Sam Winchester Jared Padalecki that brought her to Supernatural and now she's out here episodes down the line hating all over my boy and be like I just don't like the Sam heavy episodes I'm I'm, I'm tweeting at Jared I'm gonna tweet at him I'm not I'm not hating heavily I'm just saying I'm just noticing a pattern right here uh that's all <laughs> number five is Chris Angel is a douchebag um yeah just didn't for the, for the the ending or just for the plot of the, just the, the plot just the plot just the plot of it really? I just didn't yeah but it held that really catchy song in it see and I that's 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 great I didn't I didn't find this song <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> yeah, that's great for you, honey. That's yeah, that's nice, dear. That's nice, dear. I feel very attacked right now. That's, no, you're not supposed to feel attacked. We're just chatting. We're just chatting. This is why this is why you're the Sam Mortal and I'm the Dean girl. This is why we figured this out. Um, yeah, you couldn't have done this podcast on your own. It would have just been 40 odd minutes of you going, Dean Winchester. Yes, see? So number four is bugs for all the various apparent reasons. Oh, wow. Um, I have to know what made number one above Um, bugs, though. Number three is the usual suspects. I don't know if you remember that one. That's the one where they're like, it's the cops. Um, And I, again, like there's this, they've arrested Sam and Dean and they're like, back is that the one is that the one with the video um dean winchester i'm an aquarius oh yeah that's and, like a great, long walks on that's the beach a great and frisky scene. women but it yeah. doesn't it doesn't change the fact that i didn't like the overall episode i thought the episode was just kind of boring i just didn't like it i will wait watch that episode just for that scene <laughs> and like yeah. the way the boys are like back and forth like how they they know like they have the code and stuff like that so like they're like going through the lawyer like again that stuff I liked but it wasn't there wasn't enough of it you know there was just too and then Mm -hmm. they spent a lot of time with the with the detectives and I was just like again I understand where what they were going for just was not would not interested in it at all um overall but yes the the video that was the best is the best part of it too that was for me another one of those episodes it draws a lot of the tension out of the show mm-hmm. because the the officer lets them go at the end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like you know it kind of been a theme even all the way from the pilot that we we don't deal with cops and we leave town before the cops get involved and you mm-hmm. know that the secrecy was a big thing and then that was kind of just like oh no it's fine the police will just let them go it's it's cool <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's there was cool. even like a dub like that. I think Jensen had to dub something about pea soup in at the end of it, and they only did that because um, Linda oh, Blair it was Linda. is the exorcist. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, uh, it just, it just, I don't know. It just, it was kind of flat for she me. Was like, good at, she was good in that episode. She though. was good in it, but again, like, I didn't really, I didn't see the point of that much, you know, time yeah. with the character. Um, number two was long distance call. That was the one where again they kind of bring up John Winchester. And it's this weird dude in the tell at the telephone in the company telephone that's exchange, tapping yeah. into stuff. So again, there was like interesting discussion between Sam and Dean about dad and like again how much dad how much Dean can't let go of John and weird like it just it just it didn't I just didn't like it. And then um, number one dun, is dun, 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 dun. family remains. Do you even oh. remember that one? Nope, fill me in. The one where they're, um, <laughs> it's this family that buys this old like farmhouse and it ends up being, oh um, yeah. There's, and it's the crazy kids the, in the kid, basement. The daughter in the, yeah, in the basement. In the basement yeah. Again, I didn't care what was happening with the family. And maybe that's just the thing where I, I really like, I have a certain thing where the, I see the overlap, but it just didn't, it was too much. Like I want to spend more time with the boys and that's just kind of me you know um when the plot doesn't when the monster doesn't if it's not interesting I don't know I don't Mm. I didn't find it but again like there's merits to all there's bits and pieces that are great I think in all of these episodes yeah my heart I do apologize if I in any way upset you over the no you didn't the 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 Sam the the Sam bits but I just I mean that's kind of like yeah I I don't 
I, there were too many, too many like monstery things just didn't jive with me in a lot of those episodes overall. And the side, side stories were just kind of eh. So that's where mm. I came out with. I just found it so interesting that as you're like calling out some of the ones that you hate, I'm like, oh my God, that would have been one of like, that was almost my, that was almost my top 10. That was almost a top 10. And I'm like, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Like Dark Side of the Moon to me was just, again, like all the feels and all the sads and all the rehashing, but there were so many layers and so many things you got to experience with the boys and what their version of heaven was as opposed to the other one and how they're working through stuff and the callback to bringing Ash back, which I kind of really liked as sort of like a fun little character and then showing heaven and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Like that stuff to me was, and then like at the end with the, the breakdown of like the whole, you know, Sam and Dean, like, again, we're doing that. I know it's tropey, but like having them like sort of like that fissure start to happen. Like to me, that was like a really like big point, you know, or a big part of like mm -hmm. season five. And then the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, I, I just loved the, I loved the con aspect of it. And, you know, um, I totally get what you, what you're, you know, say about Becky and how, like, you know, if it had been reversed oh, or Becky. flipped, it would have been a different, different thing. Um, but like, you know, I, I still kind of like, I chuckled at some of the stuff that they were doing on the, you know, with the, with the characters and with the fans and, and all of that stuff. So for me, it was like, honestly, the whole episode, the whole episode is fine. I love the. They just should have taken Becky out, like not have Becky. <laughs> even, even, even if they'd have had Becky be the obsessed banger who kept her fucking hands to herself. Yeah, yeah. I would have, mm -hmm. I would have been fine with that. Like the whole con aspect, like Sam and Dean teaming up with the the mm -hmm. the fake Sam and Dean, you know, the yeah. the cosplaying mm -hmm. Sam and Dean, and then as well. Rep my LGBTQ plus buddies. At the mm -hmm. end, they were like, "Oh no, we're partners." And hey, yeah. they might have been the only gays not to die on Supernatural. <laughs> Fucking big up That's to those true. two. They <laughs> might have been the only gays to survive the whole yeah. show, which is as a whole other issue we will get into. I'm sure we'll do. I'm sure we'll do an episode at some point that's like things we hate about Supernatural. Yeah, you know, yeah. we love it, but also sometimes you kind of want to slap it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the whole and, and the whole episode. Yeah, not not in a team demon just as red ass way. But the whole episode was fine. Like, I really liked it. Like, it was just the way they'd merge, like, this silly pretend ghost hunt, and then it turns into a real ghost hunt. Mm -hmm. And, like, the sort of the references that the cosplayers were giving to Sam and Dean, who were standing yeah. there like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. It was a good episode. If they'd have cut that fucking scene out with Little Miss, I can't keep my fucking hands to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would have been well in for that. It would have been in, like, my top ten. Yeah. But it's just, it happens to the boys a lot in the show like they are touched inappropriately or without yeah. consent and it's brushed off because they're big guys mm -hmm. and I'm like that doesn't make a difference what could Sam have done in that situation she's half his size yeah. she's probably half his weight there's no way he could have stopped her mm -hmm. without you know injuring her mm -hmm. so he just has to stand there and be uncomfortable didn't like yeah. it yeah didn't yeah. like it at all okay so do you want me to do my top 10 yeah because we're gonna have <laughs> Yeah, oh no oh no we're we gonna fight oh we're gonna fight i got i have a couple of honorable mentions so okay. red sky at night would have been an honorable mention of mine it made it into the top 10 and then i had a shuffle not because it's a good episode not because i particularly like bella it's got that scene with the car and it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show somebody stole my car and i love it 
Love it, love it, love it, love it. The whole episode could get to fuck. I just want, I just want that scene because he plays it so well. He, does. he plays it so well. He does. Um, another another honorable mention of mine would have been Family Remains because wow, a subversion of expectations. They thought it was a ghost, and it was mm-hmm. actually creepy children in the basement. Right. right. You know, uh-huh. it's it's always it's always good to remind people that sometimes humans are the monsters. Right. Right. Really. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they would have. I think there was another honorable mention, but I've forgotten it now. But they they would they would have been my my honorable mentions for the the top ten. So yeah, and again, I say I thought that yeah. we I thought that we were going to be like so I thought oh it's we're, it's going to be easy we're probably going to have so many overlaps and I just have a feeling it's not going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe maybe we'll see. So my my top. 10 coming in at number 10 is the end and verse dean y'all i like that i like i like what they did with that with the whole jensen acting against himself kind of thing i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm a huge fan of the white suit because <laughs> i'm not nobody should wear white suits miss me with that james bond shit no no but the whole the whole concept of that was good and you know in our many 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 discussions we've had about time travel and cloning the boys yes. and things like that mm. dean and endless dean have come up many times in uh, <laughs> solving arguments about who gets dean and when hey look we've got two deans so yep the end coming in at number nine lucifer rising which is purely because Sam's fucking cool in that episode, y'all. Mm-hmm. And you've gone through, and then Ruby, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jen Padalecki as an actress. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but I'm not a huge fan of her as an actress. But the way she plays that double cross mm-hmm. at the end, and she's like, ha it was me all along. Love it, love it. <laughs> and then, of course, then, of course, you've got the very real thing of, of Jared slitting his future wife's throat, which is... <laughs> really nice you know you can't really that's just nice that's just good acting in it guys so that's where we are lucifer rising in at number nine number eight for me is the pilot it's you gotta you gotta take it back to where it all began haven't you mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the pilot being so good would we all be here would we have stayed with the show you know and i think as a snapshot of the show it had so much it, it had the banter it had the brothers it had the monster that was interesting, you know, it gave you a really good snapshot into what life is like for a hunter in this world. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get too deep and it didn't get too heavy. And if we forget the end bit with Jessica, because that was quite sad. Yeah. Sad Sam, yeah. sad Carly. But if we forget that bit, the whole, I just say it was a good, a good snapshot. It was a great episode to draw everybody in. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be the pilot for me. After school special comes in at number seven. I have such a place in my heart for Colin Ford. He's such a little cutie. He's mm. all grown up now, which is bullshit. That's not what we're doing. Like, <laughs> how, how dare you be an adult? You're like baby Sam forever. But I just think, I believe the, I believe the actor who, who played young Dean was called, I want to say Brock, but it might not have been. I would have to Google it. Mm-hmm. But they did, those guys did such a great job of playing the younger versions of the brothers and again a really good look into what life was like because mm-hmm. you hear it you hear it bandied about between dean's like what was wrong with our childhood it was fine and sam's like are you fucking high <laughs> here are all the things that were wrong with our childhood 
but to actually to see it and you know to see them I thought it was really good and of course y'all know what I'm gonna say those red shorts guys those red shorts carry an episode all on their own if the episode had been crap it had still been in the top 10 for those fucking shorts the whistle makes me their guard <laughs> yep so coming in number six a very supernatural christmas i love that episode i love everything about it i love dean trying not to swear i just think i think it's a really really good episode i love the subversion of expectations of it being the little old old couple on the corner mm. I like that episode it's cute i like that and one the, and the boys the boys were so cute in that yeah yeah they have a little christmas at the end don't they mm-hmm. <laughs> like skin mags and food and stuff and it's, <laughs> it's cute it's just it's just nice well then even I that's think the of- first time you you meet colin playing sam too i think in that episode right that's that's i think the first time he shows up yeah because it's mm-hmm. It's, yeah, baby Sam and Dean and mm-hmm. Sam giving Dean the amulet. Mm-hmm. It's just nice, y'all. It's just nice. And I have to say, a, a very supernatural Christmas was a big part of my inspiration for my own work. Step into Christmas, of wanting to give the boys a real Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that was written before um, the season 15 episode. I forget the name. Sandra, what's it called with the, all the, the, the holidays and stuff? Oh, um... Oh, last holiday it's called last there holiday. we go yeah that's the one yeah that was written before i'd watched that so a very supernatural christmas was a lot of inspiration for me <laughs> coming in middle middle of the road is playthings i can't tell you why playthings is in my top 10 which is problem because that's what i'm here to do <laughs> but when i started thinking of my favorite supernatural episodes it's one of the ones that comes to my mind is it first. drunk sam I think a little bit of it's drunk Sam. I think a little bit of it's drunk, <laughs> drunk Sam. Because I, I have this sneaking suspicious that, suspicion that Jared might have also been a little bit drunk on the set that day. I, I think I think it might have been, he might have been more drunk okay. than he was, you know, he might have actually been drunk instead of been pretending to be drunk. He might have been going method. <laughs> yeah, but then he has that really cool badass scene where he like vaults over the balcony mm-hmm. into the pool mm-hmm. and it's, awesome mm-hmm. but also i think i find dolls very creepy mm-hmm. <laughs> the scenes with all the dolls in the attic and stuff i think it maybe it just sticks in my head because it creeps me out so much okay but it is it's it's a really really good episode you know there's a lot of banter is mm-hmm. supernatural is really good at subverting your expectations mm-hmm. so it, it yeah. you know they think it's like maybe a spirit or something. And then they're like, oh no, hey, there's this whole other thing with like the grandma and the hoodoo and stuff mm-hmm. that I, you know, I'm really into. But it, it's probably mostly for drunk Sam and that <laughs> epic vault over the balcony. Cause that's, that's cool. That's, I want, I wish I could have seen that being filmed. That's cool. <laughs> so number four, probably going to surprise you, Sandra. We'll see, is The Benders, which is the episode where Sam gets kidnapped by the supernatural, uh, not supernatural, the cannibal family. We're going with the Alla- humans being the monsters theme. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. All of the hills have eyes. And again, it's one that comes up really clearly into my mind because it is. Sometimes the humans are the monsters. And mm-hmm. I've really liked that. Mm-hmm. I really liked that episode, you know, because the you could kind of get the feeling that neither of the boys knew what to do with this. Because mm-hmm. if it's supernatural, you kill it. But they, at that point, because it didn't last, did it? But they had this really strong ethical, we don't hurt humans, we don't kill humans. Right. But these were really bad people. And you could tell they didn't know, especially Dean looking for his brother, he didn't know what to do with that. Like, 
these are just people who suck Mm -hmm. so it was it was really good and I I might be wrong but I think the benders was the first time a police officer let them go which may be why the episode with Linda Blair bugs me so much because Mm. once once is a coincidence they saved her life so you can see her going all right I'll give you like an hour before I phone this in Mm -hmm. but then then the detectives let them go as well and it Mm -hmm. took the tension out of it Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. so Yeah. yeah the benders is number four top three number three born under a bad sign meg sam oh wow That's meg sam. <laughs> and i i wrestled with this one i really did because he's awful he's mm. really awful and especially going through it now after my whole fuck becky run and then he does the same thing to joe he does the same thing to joe yeah. and it makes me it makes me uncomfortable it does and he's really really sadistic and really nasty and like the little sing-song bit about joe's Mm -hmm. dad uh, Mm -hmm. makes all the hairs on the back of my neck stand up so it's a great episode you know Mm -hmm. it it gives me all the emotions and i as horrible as it is like solo sam's an asshole and i'm still like solo sam is bae though so (laughs) possess sam i i got it bad guys it's possess sam (laughs) so yeah born under a bad sign there number two i know what you did last summer so Whatever Man. your personal <laughs> personal feelings about Jen Padalecki might be, I defy anybody who is a Supernatural fan to tell me it's not fucking hot to watch Jared throw her around like she weighs nothing. You can't. I will not have it. If you think that, you are a liar. You are lying to yourself. It's fucking hot. And I'll be honest with you. I don't really like Jen Padalecki that much. I don't think she's a particularly good actress in Supernatural. And when I think about her in real life, I'm like, no, oh, you're married to Jared. You don't, you don't need someone that tall. Fuck you. You could have married someone who was like five foot six. Shut up. I just for reference, because I've Googled it, there's a whole foot of difference between those two. She's six, she's five four, he's six four. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wrong. Yeah. She's five four. She could have married someone who was like five seven. Five eight, and it wouldn't have been a problem. That's she would have I been did. fine. She could, she could have worn <laughs> the highest heels that she owned, and it would have been fine. But no, she had to come and snag herself a giant, leaving the rest of us tall people stumbling around in the dark. So she I, she might I'm have sh- had a size kink too. I mean, it's- shut up, <laughs> shush, 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 shush. No, because you say that, and then I hear D telling me that it's a like it's a size kink daddy thing, and then I'm like, no, 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 no. So, but like, I'm sure she's a really lovely person, and I find it quite difficult to dislike her because she's <laughs> she's out on social media and she's so lovely, and she's always like mm-hmm. campaigning for really good causes and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I want to hate you because you married him, but also you're a really good person, son of a bitch. So. But what, regardless, whatever your feelings on Jen Padalecki, he throws her around like something not right, and it's fucking hot. It is. Fight me. There's so much shoulder and bicep action. Oh, there's, there's there's a lot of good stuff going on in that. Yeah, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I know what you did last summer. Number Coming one. At number two. That's mm, born at a bad sign. Mm. All right. So I'm I'm really. I don't know what it's gonna be. Do you not really? I I thought you would be sitting there going, I know exactly what's going on. Well, I know what I I know I have a feeling, but I it, are are we going with fun, fun vibes, good vibes? Mm. 
just yeah. okay. Let's see. Let's see, drum roll. What what do you got? Da, 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 da. Coming in at number one, it's yellow fever. That's y'all. what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's yellow fever. That episode is 40 minutes of Jensen Ackles <laughs> playing around while Jared tries to stay in character, and it's fucking great. The scene with the cat is wonderful. The crazy people rant is wonderful. The end credit scene where Jensen sings Eye of the Tiger is probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. It's all amazing. It's all wonderful. It's all fabulous. It's got a really... It's not often you say this about a supernatural episode, but it's got quite a good message that if you are an asshole, you can't, it will catch up with you, you know? Because yeah. they were all so mean to mm-hmm. Luther, and he was like, he was not a bad person. They were just mean to him because he was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, of course, they had to, they had to banish the spirit in the end. But I quite like the idea of bullies getting their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm down with that. But I I will be honest, it's number one mostly for the fun. Yeah, just mostly for the fun, mostly for the eye of the tiger bit and. You know, just I feel like Jensen had so much fun acting that episode. Yeah, I feel like the I first really... half is just all like just throw it all in there and then like, you know, figure figure out the ending and how to tie it in. And I still find it interesting that you said that you did not notice yellow eyes on Sam mm-hmm. until like your last watch of it, right? Yep. I've watched as we've talked about, I've watched the first four or five seasons of Supernatural quite a few times now. Mm-hmm. And it was just recently I was sick. I was laying on the sofa feeling very sorry for myself, put on some Supernatural just for a bit of comfort. And that was the first time I saw when they're leaning against the car at the end and Dean's like, Howler Monkeys. It was Howler Monkeys. <laughs> and then he's like, nah, nah, it was the usual. And just for a second, mm-hmm. Sam's eyes flashed to yellow eyes and then back. And that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I messaged the group chat, like, I'm dying, but also this. <laughs> Whereupon Sandra was like, really? I saw that the first time. And I, then I was like, well, remember, I was asleep. I was asleep the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sandra saw that the second the time. Second she time slept I saw the second time I saw it. Yeah. Slept through the first time. But the second time, yes, I did see that. Yeah. I was like, and it's funny because it, it is true. Like, if you're not looking, and my husband, I don't think the first time he saw it either. And I'm like, did you see that? And he was like, probably looking down, like, you know, he's got his phone out with him. So I think he was like looking down on his phone. He's like, no, what did I miss? And I'm like, I went back and I showed it to him. He's like, oh, huh. And I'm like, yeah, huh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> I'm going to say it was, it was a weird thing because like, I think it probably would have, would have had a bit more weight if they just had Sam's eyes flash black like a mm. regular demon because mm-hmm. it was never that he was going to be the next yellow eyes he was just going to be a demon yeah I don't know if it's so, just still residual like whatever is going on with with Dean and like you know hallucination or, or different things like that are part of his fear you know of like what's going on with my brother you know what what's he what's he doing you know behind the scenes and stuff like that and like how much has he dabbled in so yeah I mean you could a lot of different ways with with what that was um yeah no it's Mm -hmm. interesting again we have three overlaps only three but a lot of the um a lot of the ones are uh like you picked lucifer rising would have been one of my honorable mentions so would have after school special so would a very supernatural christmas um born under a bad sign I liked, I mean, I, 
I totally, I think Jared does bad so well and he should do bad more often. Um, yes. And he's had the ability to play a lot of different characters, you know, more than, more than Dean has. Like really, I think Dean's only maybe done like two, two or three different characters where, you think, didn't you share something like, uh, or did D share something like 30 different faces of like Jared yeah, Pilecki or whatever? It. Um, she did that for so me. he's he's done a lot of uh he's done a lot of different characters and I think he d- he does that really well. and he's very scary you know and I think that's he sells yeah that. all right so my top 10 again yeah we we, we have, got distracted that guys sorry that's okay we have three overlaps um and like I said a couple mm-hmm. that were definitely honorable mention so number 10 is monster at the end of this book for me and I enjoyed the supernatural novels i enjoyed this was before chuck turns into such an ass um but you know carver (laughs) edland and just the the boys realizing you know the background of like how how deep it goes and like how much is in the books and all like even like the the laundry like when they're in the laundromat scene and he's like those shoulders i've seen those shoulders or something like like yeah i'm reading about myself reading myself (laughs) yeah Um, you know so there's that that, that episode has that really good scene where they're they're talking to the the publishing lady and they're like we have the tattoos yeah and they're both so over it and he's like oh you really are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's just so many yeah. good things in that and again there's That's a good episode and they but they, but they still incorporate Lilith and you get more about you know you find out about the profit stuff so you're, you're you're learning about different parts of what's actually going to continue you know throughout um a lot of supernatural um but yeah that's just kind of I love all those again I think that's why the real Ghostbusters was kind of one of my close to being a top 10 was you know getting involved in the and the live action role play and all that. I just, it, it, it was fun, but it still, it moves the plot along and a lot of things happen. So mm-hmm. number nine is Faith from season one where um, Dean almost dies and Sam. That's what finds, Hoodie Dean. Oh yes, that's what he's <laughs> And then Sam, you know, finds a faith healer. And that again, I think was one of the episodes where it was kind of, it felt a lot different than other the the other episodes I think from season one and I think that was kind of like they they were digging into Dean a lot more and again uh, not surprising one of the reasons why I probably liked that episode a lot but also kind of like I was thinking about it too this I think comes after the episode home where I know Dean had like tried to call his dad and left like this really this you know just please come I don't know what to do but then you see the flip side and you see the way um Sam handles calling his father and it's it's still impassioned and he's still he's not as much begging I feel like as he's much telling John like you know you need to come and you know figure out what what to do with Dean like you know he needs your help you you can't just leave him and I think that says so much about the parenting and the lack of it and how different um, John approaches both boys it's it's just it, there's a lot of like layers of stuff in that that I, I really liked and it also has that great scene you like don't fear the reaper you know that let um the song playing over yeah that just like that's almost like a little music video in and of itself so kind of like you like Chris Angel's douchebag in that song it's like that to me is like a ri- and if you don't if you've never seen 
like the Blu-rays or the DVDs, you don't even hear that song with it. Like you have to, mm-hmm. on Netflix, they don't have it. They just have this generic thing happening over it. And it takes, it takes all, it takes a lot out of that scene. So yeah, so number nine was Faith. Number eight was the pilot. It's, we have it, I think it's the same. We have both had yeah, it number eight. I, and yeah, again, like, you know, it's just, so. there's so much in that there's so many callbacks to that too like the trunk scene we've got work to do and uh, I just I kind of love the um I love all the mm-hmm. stuff that happens on the bridge I there's a lot you know in detail that way you know they say jerk bitch the first time and you know Dean and the dad's their jacket and all, you know all these all these things that become just foundation and things that you bring back again and again and again and um, you know the last episode I I feel they leaned a little too hard like the very last episode on that but they they did try to pick some things up that I thought were were nice but yeah I mean if you don't have the pilot you don't have the show so it had to be in you know one of my top 10 yeah I um, think I think the best callback to the pilot is the start of season 15 there's a tr- it's either the start of season 15 or the very last episode of season 14 and it has the trunk and the slam that we've got work to do. Yeah, that's and I the think, first episode of season 15 at the very end. Yeah, yeah, they bring that back. That was a brilliant a brilliant mm-hmm. callback, more so than anything in the episode we don't talk about. Was. Yeah, yeah, because they literally, like, I think they flashed, uh, they flashed the season one episode, right? Like, I think, like, right after, like, I think they actually showed them doing that again. Like, they, they put season one, I'll have to look at it again, but I think they did that. So mm-hmm. um, number seven actually is the counterpoint to I know what you did last summer which is heaven and hell for me um Mm -hmm. that's the one where you find out Anna's an angel um big surprise there's like two scenes in there that I absolutely love I'm think it's heaven and hell the backseat scene yes so there's that I thought it would (laughs) um but then there's also at the end where Dean comes clean um to Sam about you know, his time in hell and how, you know, it was what, uh, 30 years of him being tortured and, you know, being told, well, if you do this, you know, take you off the rack, you just have to like start torturing other people. And you, know, you did it for yeah. three years. And then that whole, that whole scene was where I was, you know, oh, you know, my heart, um, Jensen and knowing what that was like filming, I think for him too, but just, it was just, it's just such a great, it's you can't take your eyes off of that scene you know what I mean it's like it's so there's so much going on in there and I think you mentioned when we were talking about it in another episode how you kind of don't Sam's there but he's not like the focal point and I think they only like cut to him a couple times and just you know the dread that he's having to tell you know why he's been the way that he's been and what's been going on and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just just Dean uh (laughs) Just yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In the back seat. I mean, come on. We don't get a lot of options, so um, you got yeah, to take advantage of that when you get it. Back muscles. <laughs> and I know, I know, the boys have talked at cons so many times about how much they hate filming scenes like that, and it's really awkward, and like it's like not even remotely sexy, even a little bit, not even once. Like it's really bad. And I'm, I'm sure Jensen's mentioned how awkward it was. Mm-hmm filming in the back seat and I'm like oh but it comes together so beautifully guys yeah the end result is just it's it's beautiful yeah you gotta gotta love that but no there's there's a lot to that that I that I really do like um 
Number six is what is and what shall never be. And that's the one with the Jen um, season the two, Jen, yeah. um, where, you know, Dean is kidnapped. He's put under and he gets to see what, I guess, what the Jin sort of thinks his version is of like, you know, keeping him nice and happy and complacent, but just at this weird level where he's still going to be missing out on some things like his relationship with Sam is no longer there. You know, he doesn't have his father, which I still think is kind of like a good thing. Like his dad's like out of it. Like I would love to like discuss that like in detail at some point, like what does that say about him kind of just being like this presence, but not being there for him to be sort of happy, you know? It's so interesting looking at that and it's, you know, it's so early on in the show and they were like, hey, no, John's not here. And then they made a point of mentioning him being in heaven Mm -hmm. in the episode that shall not be named. And I'm like, fucking really? Really? Really though? Really? No. Yeah. But there's just a lot. John Winchester doing my favorite thing. (laughs) Being dead. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I there's a lot to like explore with Dean. And again, it's like, you know, his character. I I just, I really enjoyed that. And like his interaction with his mom and all of that is just so so sweet. But then he has to like, you know, do that thing where, you know, he's got to realize he's got to make a sacrifice and this isn't, this isn't real. And he's got to, he's got to do the due diligence and come back out and take care of the stuff he's got to take care of. And then, you know, hold on to that. So um yeah number five um swan song um mm-hmm. last episode season five which you know for a lot of people is like i guess the best ending for some people for supernatural um i've heard that a lot where it's Fucking like that's, no but that's what a lot of people say um no but he's like no but i just no my I, boy jumps in the pit no. <laughs> i like the i like the way they bring baby into it um and yeah, sort of like that. finally give her that that yes. that that home and that that thing they could always rely on and how you know in one way she's part of what brings you know Sam back and I know people are like oh it's just so corny he sees the you know the little green plastic soldier I'm like but it's it's what connects him to you know Dean and everything and just everything that's happened in his life and that one scene at the end where it's just the montage not even the montage but just like all the scenes and then they just go faster and faster and faster that gives me just the chills and then when he's like it's okay dean i've got him and i'm just like it's like that just makes me just cry and bawl my eyes out um so i i just love that i just love that episode um so much it's just like a big culmination of everything that's a great episode but but my sad no but he does come back towards the end you just don't know what the heck's going on you see him under the light so i mean there is that you know, when they knew they were going to get renewed, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we got to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's. I know, I know. Um, number four is yellow fever for all of the reasons Ooh. that you expressed. Um, it's just, it's, Heck yeah. it's fun. It's, but you know, they, they've got the side plot, but it's, it's not too long on it, but you understand. And like you said, it's kind of like showing showing how humans are just really nasty, you know, and just don't, they're, they're sometimes the worst evil, you know, where sometimes you can almost like give some monsters a pass where assholes are just assholes. But yeah, I love, mm-hmm. I love all of that. It's just in the, the screaming, the, when he sees the cat and my husband <laughs> and I, like, we just, we just love that episode. We'll just watch that like 
over and over again if we just need something fun to watch. Um, number three is The End. Again, for all the reasons you talked about, um, I just, I yep. loved the scenes of Dean and Dean, like going at, going at each other and just like, you know, talking stuff over. I, I like how it was directed. I love the scene where he's just running from the zombies, <laughs> like the whole, like the way, it, again, like just how it's like how they filmed it and how he's like, I think I remember reading that they told Jensen, you need to slow down a little bit because, you know, the zombies yeah. are never going to, <laughs> there's, there's no peril or risk involved. You're like so far ahead and stuff. So yeah, just everything you talked about with that was just, you know, on point. Um, oh. And then number two, yeah. uh, changing channels. Um, again, just because that's so, so much fun. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where we like, my husband and I just laugh and just, it's just, it's so funny. Like the, the opening, the way they do the supernatural, like over like a full house sort of theme and just yeah. how much they, I love when they, I, I do love when they go meta. I can't help it. It's just, it's, it's when they go deep into that and they lean into it, not a lot of shows can do that and get away with it the way that they do. And I love that. I just, I, there's so much about that yeah. that I, and then again, there's more lore and, you know, you find out Gabriel, you know, like Loki is actually Gabriel and it builds on to like what's happening within the, the whole season. And, it's just really good. Yep. All right. Okay. So, so number, number one. Da, 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 okay. da, da, da. Mystery spot. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my god! Are you fucking kidding? No. Mystery spot. spot. Mystery. Did you spot. watch the first five seasons of this show? I did. I did, and I've I've still come to think that that's one of the for a lot of the reasons with the what dean does what sam does in it the over and over and over again with the dying i love it carly i can't help it i i love it so much for the first part i don't like what happens to sam but i also think it's an indication of what sam's going to go through in season four and it's the hint of when he doesn't have dean what's going to happen to him and how lost he's going to be and how entrenched in finding a way to bring him back but I love Mystery Spot. Mm. I love it. I love the I love the Groundhog Day aspect of it. I love all the different ways that Dean dies. I just can't help it. It's so it's just funny. That little that montage to me is flat out hilarious. When the tacos thing is the is the funniest thing I I I've, I've ever <laughs> I, I can't help it. It's like it it's the funniest thing. And it's just one line. Did these tacos taste funny to you? I love it. I love all of it. I love the pig in a poke. I love all the different ways Sam tries to like figure it out, go through all it's just again, that's kind of like a time thing with me, but it's just, you know, on a loop. I I uh -huh. loved it. When I first really was watching, I was like, what is going on when he like wakes up? And then I'm like, oh here we go and then like over and over again and all the all the little bits in it yeah I just I love it it's my favorite out of this it I mean it, it might hold up as being my favorite episode once we go through everything I, I'm trying to think of another wow. episode that would kind of beat that that's an episode I could watch over and over and over and over and over again and I would never get tired of watching it it's <laughs> just like Groundhog Day I don't know why season six episode three where Sam's doing the pull-ups <laughs> 
number one best mm-hmm. episode of all time. So again, now, like, what does fair, that say about me? And like, you know, like it's like, I don't know, but I just, I, I love it. And I love that there's, you know, it, everything Sam tried, you know, to, to, to not have it happen. And then, but to have to constantly go through it. I mean, like, I can't imagine like the hunt, he said hundreds of times, like, you know, what that was like yeah. for him, you know? So I understand that it was hell for him filming, just like it was hell for Sam to go through. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love, I love what it kind of incorporates and it's kind of the theme of the show, right? They're just going to keep doing what they need to do to try to save each other. And that's what Sam's doing, yeah. you know? Um, I'm I'm with you. Like Mystery Spot is a great episode and it is really funny. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. My, <laughs> it ranked on mine because I was like, sad job, sad job. Yeah. But it's yeah. a great episode. And like Dean randomly dies in the shower. It's mm-hmm. so good. I'm with you right up until when he finally fixes it and it's finally okay. Mm-hmm. and then they get out and it's Wednesday mm-hmm. and then all the stuff that happens after that yeah hey yeah no it's it's definitely it definitely takes a distinct turn and there's a definite like you know change in it um but I mean I think it still has it still is a lot of it's still really good throughout that part of it too and then the way you know at the end and how you know it's like Sam still doesn't know you know what's going to happen and he's got to come to terms with the fact that he's probably going to lose his brother you know and there's nothing he's going to be able to do about it and how's he going to handle it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that was my I was just That's I'm really so surprised I was because as soon as you said number 10 which I, I, was, I was like oh, <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> then I knew That's we were so gonna interesting. so we've really gone very different on this which I did not yeah. think was going to happen but I kind of did, I but I didn't. You know, I expected us. I expected us to have different, different like top episodes based, like based on being a Dean girl and a Sam mm-hmm. Wall. I expected that to be different, but to be like my first, my number ten bottom, to be your number one top is is great. I love that. <laughs> We're That's switching. Great. We're switching it up. See? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listeners, send us your top top ten, and top bottom. Yeah. Let us know how off we are <laughs> yeah let us let us know if you agree i mean come on guys it's yellow fever y'all know it's yellow fever it's not mystery spot it's yellow fever it's yellow fever dean doesn't die in yellow fever he dies a lot of mystery. it's not mystery spot it's yellow fever yeah no listeners drop us a tweet or an email tell us are we right are we wrong what do you think yeah because uh, i mean we we can all agree sandra's wrong though <laughs> look at mystery spot come on babe that's not what we're doing <laughs> no i'm teasing of course no but that was that was good that was fun i mean it was definitely enlightening learned a lot learned a lot this next fic recommendation from carly is titled boy and it's by the little red who could write rating is explicit no archive warnings apply Category is female-male. Relationship, Sam Winchester Reader. Samuel Henry Winchester. Sam winces, shooting his brother a panicked look as they reach the bottom of the bunker stairs. Dean holds up his hands in a, Sorry, dude, you're on your own gesture. Wyan appears at the entrance to the hallway, hands on her hips. Dean is already on his way out of the room, giving them a jaunty little wave over his shoulder. Hi, Sam says, 
trying for confidence and failing. She's mad. He knows she's mad. Where have you been? She asks in a tone that says she knows exactly what the answer is going to be. On a hunt? Did you tell me you were leaving? He didn't because he knew she wouldn't want him to go. After several weeks of back-to-back hunts, she had made Sam promise he would take a week off. Dean found a vamp nest a few hours away, Sam says, more than a little defensive. No one else could take it. What were we supposed to do? Just let people die? Her expression softens. No, Sam, that's not... I'm not mad at you for saving lives. I'm mad at you for lying about where you were going. Ah, yeah, she has a good point. She's right in front of him now, reaching up with one hand to grip his jaw and force him to look her in the eye. Only bad boys lie, Samuel, and I know you don't want to be a bad boy. How do you want to do this? There's a shift in her tone, something darker and more dangerous than before. It sends a shiver down Sam's spine, but not of fear. However you think is best, he answers, because how else can he answer? Her lips curl into a knowing smirk, and she gives his jaw a squeeze. I want you naked, on all fours on our bed. You have ten minutes. Yeah, so we've got my fic recommendation for this episode is uh, Boy. It's not even the Boy. I'm oh, wrong. Okay. It's Boy. Yeah, look at me. Look at me <laughs> representing my uh, my fan fic loves and getting the titles wrong. That's not quite as embarrassing as not remembering the titles of your own works. So, uh, yeah, this is Boy, and it's by the little red who could write. And the summary for this one is when Sam disobeys and lies to his girlfriend, she has to teach him a lesson. So, you know, I'm sure you can all see why I quite like this one. <laughs> uh, tags we've got for this one. Uh, I'll just briefly uh, sub Sam Winchester, Dom Reader, um, Orgasm Control, Orgasm Delay, Slash Denial, Dom Sub, Power Dynamics, Pegging. So, you know, it's, oh, it's all, it's all. Okay. All yeah. Right. It's all the way out there. It's all the way out there. So this is the, it's by the little red who could write. And it's part of her angel requests series, which features quite heavily, like a lot of Dom and Sub stuff, which I'm really, really into, to be honest. Um, And this one is, uh, the premise to this one is Sam gets caught sneaking out on a hunt and um, gets caught coming back. And uh, so yeah, is she is reader a hunter too? Um, I don't. If she is, she hasn't gone. She hasn't gone on this this hunt. Okay. Um, it I, it's not very clear. It's quite a short fic, but okay. yeah, gotcha. basically the it had been back to back, and she'd made him promise that he would take mm-hmm. some time off, and mm-hmm. he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left, and he's given it all. What are we supposed to do? Just let people die? And she's like. No, just don't lie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's uh, lovely, lovely lines such as "Only bad boys lie, Samuel," and I know you don't want to be a bad boy. So, oh, pulling out the Samuel. All right, so we know yeah. we're in for full name and everything. I use, I I use full names for things like that. I very much, <laughs> very much love it, and it frustrates me to no end that my other half doesn't have a full name or a shortened name. Mm. 
and it, it frustrates me so much because I'm like I, I have to like surname him if I'm mad with him which which also has the added problem that he took my name when we got married okay so it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like it holds any weight because <laughs> it's like obviously you're trying to ape like you remember being little and getting in trouble mm-hmm. and getting full named by a parent right it doesn't even it doesn't even have that vibe because it's not even his like original name, <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't have a, a full name for me to, for me to yell at him with, Aww. but yeah. So she's like, um, like the Dom sub kind of thing. And she's, she's going to punish him for lying basically. Um, and so then, you know, would like, we get into the realms of kink and, you know, it's good kink. She double checks like his safe words and things mm-hmm. like that. And then, and then, then we get into the, into the kinky things, you know, and orgasm denial and delay and stuff. And it's just, it's just one of those, just one of those little fix. Like I said, it's like 1200 words, Okay. but it just, it hits all the right notes. It's really, really good. Um, and I mean, in my own works, I tend to write Dean to be the sub more than, more than Sam, but this, mm-hmm. this is, she writes the sub Sam good. Okay. She really does. Or they rather. We don't know if it's if it's right, a right, right. male or a female person. Right. So, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of praise and like quite a lot of orgasm denial, which is that's not really my thing, but it works quite well in the in the premise of this fic. And it's just just like it, it appeals to me in terms of what I write quite a lot, where it's, it's just a snapshot, you know, there's no mm-hmm. There's a tiny bit of plot, but you don't really need the plot. Right. You just need to know he's in trouble and she's <laughs> going to punish him mm-hmm. and it's good. And it's just like this little snapshot and it's gold star. Perfect. So like the Dom sub, um, it, I'm assuming he can't speak unless he's given permission to do so. Is that a thing? Uh, No, no, he can, he can, he can speak. Just... Okay. He can speak, but... um. He what doesn't does he call he doesn't her? really. What does he have to call reader? Does he does reader Mom. have a oh, okay. Yeah, Mom. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, he's he only really speaks to tell her that you know he's gonna come and she's like, uh-uh, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And it ends it ends um quite ambiguously, you know, where she, like the first the first edging session is done and like he pulls himself back from the edge and she's like how many times do I think I need to do this as many as I want to I guess Uh and it sort of ends with Sam being like he wants he wants to argue back he wants to beg and plead but there's Uh he's got no option you know he's yeah and it's it sort of it does end with Sam sort of uh, sinking into subspace quite nicely and it's just 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 nice and can you I mean nice for 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 those who are who don't who don't understand it quite well can you can you explain subspace a little bit for me? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Subspace is um, it's the term used for sort of um, it, it it differs from person to person, but mm-hmm. it's sort of a state of mind that the the submissive in in a scene like this enters. Um, it's described it's described a lot of ways. It's described as like floaty or fuzzy space mm-hmm. where you kind of you kind of disconnect from your body a little bit okay and it sort of so if like if you were being um like obviously this is this is a sexual kind of punishment Mm -hmm. but it 
it um like if you were doing any kind of like pain play or impact play it's it's sort of the point where you, you kind of disconnect mm-hmm. um away from the pain and you just kind of it, it really clears your mind you mm-hmm. don't think about anything like a lot a lot of people want to enter scenes like this because they don't want to have to be in control okay so I suppose the best way to describe it is it's the point where you give up that control mm-hmm. and the the knowledge that you've done that is incredibly freeing on your mind okay so as I say if you're doing something that involves like pain um or impact or something like that mm-hmm. it's that point when you disconnect from that pain and you just give up like your body stops trying to fight to get away from it and you just accept it okay if you were if you were doing something like like this um like this fic where it's more sexual you would sort of categorize it as the point where um you you stop thinking about your own arousal and your own need mm-hmm. and you just disconnect from that and then you you accept the the situation you know, and you're able to um, just focus on y- your dominance pleasure. Okay. If you're doing something more, um, more sort of slave master inspired, again, it's that point of disconnect where you stop thinking about your wants and needs and you're able to just focus on the wants and needs of your dominant and it it stops you stops you worrying about making choices because you don't have to make any choices. You just have to do as you're told. And it's very freeing. So that's that's what I personally would categorize subspace as. As I said, it, it's different for everybody and it's a different sensation for everybody as well. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. So that's sort of what Sam's sinking into at the end of this fic. And, um, you know, he wants to ask her for mercy, but he he knows he's not ready to accept her mercy yet. He knows he's not ready to be forgiven mm-hmm. so he just gives up the control to her and knows that she'll she'll give him what he needs so yeah it's if you were to if you were to categorize it in one sort of thing it's it's the point where you stop fighting your own submission hmm. and you accept it and then that obviously that takes you different places depending on the kind of scene that you're doing okay interesting i hope that was helpful no it was yes very educational yes very educational. Good. So good, good. the way we were, and I think the way this stuff is going to actually come out episode wise, the fic that we were just talking about on my end, where it's um, dog teen, that yeah. sort of space that I feel like maybe his head was in, you know, like as, I don't know, I got like visions of, is it like maybe like a little bit like that where like, you know, you're you're not really in control kind of thing. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I don't know. I got, I got sort of. Yeah. Feels from that a little yeah. bit, like maybe a little bit along that, but interesting. Very interesting. So it, it's sort of like, if you think about, if you think about in daily life, how many choices do you have to make? Mm-hmm. So your alarm goes off choice one, mm-hmm. do you turn it off or do you snooze it? Mm-hmm. You get out of bed. Do you go pee first or do you brush your teeth first? Mm-hmm. Do you go get drink and breakfast? Mm-hmm. What are you going to wear today? What are you going to do? They're like life is, it's full of those tiny choices. And you don't have to you, worry about any of them in that. You scenario. don't, yeah. you don't even think about, but you're so, mm-hmm. you're so used to making those choices mm-hmm. that when it comes to a scene like that, you tend to instinctively rebel because mm-hmm. you still want to have that choice. 
So if you're starting out a scene, you know, strip, get on your knees, and you instinctively kind of kind of fight that because you still feel like you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can choose not to, you can refuse. Mm-hmm. And the sort of the more the more into the scene you get, the less those choices matter. And then eventually you stop worrying about it mm-hmm. and you go, it doesn't matter. I'll I'll do what I'm told mm-hmm. because someone else is going to take care of it. Not every sub sub gets into subspace. Not every scene will send every sub into subspace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like it's not like a guaranteed thing every time. But that's that's very much what it is. Where you you stop fighting for control and mm-hmm. you just accept the situation. And it's 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 one of the things that makes aftercare so crucial mm-hmm. because when you've gone into that space, obviously, then you have to be brought back and put back into control of your own self and you know be able to be a functioning human again yeah yeah so you know how many times can I mean I'm just trying to figure out like it's just like it it can't be a a simple on off and you're like immediately like into that it's got to be a big learning process or learning curve for lots of people to do something like that Um, especially if you're always the one who has to make all the decisions or everybody looks to you to make decisions and then having that freedom to not have to worry is so anti (laughs) yeah no like I said it's it's difficult it's not it's not some not everybody can can give up that control Mm -hmm. and you know how you would set something up for that is is very different you know like sometimes your sub will you got you just need to be kind and Mm -hmm. you know treat them kindly and give them something mind-numbing to do Mm -hmm. while you're telling them how good they are and that helps sort of you know drift them into that space of being your good boy or girl or whatever Mm -hmm. and then that can drift them off again sometimes it comes from a pain thing if you're giving a sort of punishment um the, the the body will only take so much you know mm-hmm. so you have to you have to be careful you have to walk that line between how much is enough but not so much that you actually hurt mm-hmm. the person more than more than they want to be hurt more than yeah. is safe you know mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting a lot of things a lot of things you see it in a lot of fix actually um people being put into subspace through really like mind-numbing menial tasks mm-hmm. um Cock warming's a good one because you have nothing yeah. to do but no, sit no. there. No, no, yeah, I've, I've got. I, I, I remember reading something that now it hits. It, it's um, the uh, marked by there must be a lock. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you read that one? I haven't. I will go and have a look. Oh my god! It. Okay, it's really long. Telling you, you know me right off the bat. But there's a scene um, with Dean and Reader and all of that subspace stuff that you're talking about that's what she she he provides her and it's like a full day of this stuff that when I was first reading I'm like what is going on so now yep okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay you find um a lot of people like cock warming is is one Mm -hmm. um being put in a corner is another one Mm -hmm. um that tends to come up quite frequently in fan fiction because again it's mind-numbing mm-hmm. you have nothing to do and yeah. it really it really reinforces that 
you have no choice in this you have no control Mm -hmm. and I mean of course you always do you can always safe word out but for the purposes of the scene Mm -hmm. you have you just have to do as you're told Mm -hmm. so you know another one is just having a sub just kneel kneel quietly like for those kind of scenes you know it's quiet and uh you know those tend to not necessarily be sexual scenes but more right just a a need to be submissive mm-hmm. if you've had like so if you think like a big time ceo who's fucking makes all the choices at work and just never gets a minute and they come home and they want to they don't want to make any more choices yeah that's the kind of that's the kind of thing i have i have a Desti elfic that i can recommend that is really really good Mm -hmm. describing this kind of kink and this kind of scene but I will warn you it's it's not non-consensual but a lot of things happen to Dean that he doesn't want to happen to him Mm -hmm. because it's it's framed as Castiel is a sadist but Dean isn't a masochist okay yeah but he he lets Castiel hurt him because he wants Castiel to to get off and to enjoy it Mm mm-hmm so I, I can absolutely, I can absolutely throw you that way if you okay. want to sort of read more about it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, maybe like when you, if you, I'm pretty sure there must be a lock rope marked, but um, it's basically like a Mark of Cain, Dean, and it's a long one, but it's phenomenal. And there's so many aspects of the reader too. I think I'll, I'll double check, but if you look for it, if you haven't read it yet, I'm surprised because I think, I think that one might be like, right up your alley like, too on a lot of levels all the way so, up yeah. there for me yeah 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 um no it's interesting i'm i'm looking forward to to reading it and then um yeah narrating a little bit of it so we'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll good. be here uh, it starts <laughs> it starts really well yeah it was uh, love always leaves a mark okay yeah dean winchester you yeah demon dean yeah there's a lot in there um but yeah it's yeah it's really it's one of the first ones I ever read uh any of the like fix too and I was just like whoa yeah so that's it's pretty that one's pretty amazing too it has a lot of that I think on both both aspects both characters I think um in certain ways yeah. like when they give that up no it's crazy I, I I'm I'm just like and then I'm like coming at you with like <laughs> oh no I like your fix though I'm just a fucking deviant no 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 but it's it's great because I I like that I like that you're you know I'm I'm getting to really like again stuff I would not normally ever have come across and read and figuring out what I what I like what I don't like what's interesting what's what's a learning process I think with a lot of this this fic recommendation comes from Roxanne Tucker on AO3. They have seven supernatural fanfics. The particular fiction that I'm going to discuss is actually part two of a series, and the series is called Riding with the Winchester Boys. The fic name is Only Dancing with the Winchester Boys. It's rated mature, no archive warnings apply, category is female male, male male multi 
relationship, Dean Winchester, Sam Winchester, original female characters, and then Dean Winchester and Sam Winchester. Um, this part of the series uh, is quite mild um, in comparison to the other parts. There's no actual explicit scenes in this fiction. I just really enjoyed the writing. As a whole, it's a very interesting piece, but the section of this one just is very almost... I can't, I don't know if I'd say poetic, but it has a rhythm, um, and this actual part is solely from Dean's point of view. The one note that the author has written is it's the second installment in the series, Riding with the Winchester Boys. These stories are not in chronological order. This story takes place before part one. Title taken from the truly awesome David Bowie song, John, I'm Only Dancing. Dean was still getting used to looking in his rearview mirror, seeing her back there. It was startling sometimes, tearing down some two-lane road of an American backwater as the music blared, settling into that peace he could only find when he was behind Baby's wheel, and Sam was on the bench next to him, to glance into his mirror and see an explosion of dark blonde curly hair. Right, he'd remember with a twitch, there was a woman in his back seat, a girl really, a girl that Cass had saddled them with five months back. He watched her now as he barreled through the dark night toward their next case. Sam slipped through Jimi Hendrix ripping on purple haze, his little brother's knuckles tucked just against the outer meat of Dean's thigh, but not her. In the wash of the baby's dim interior lights, he could see her sitting straight up, staring out the window like there was something she was going to miss, popping her shoulders and swaying her head to the grungy thump of the guitar and singing along, her words just a brush against his ear. Good rains, I put my brains, they do things they don't seem the same, acting funny, but I don't know why. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Beth always, always, always got the lyrics wrong. She hadn't known any of the lyrics, hadn't even heard any of the great rock and roll classics of Dean's impressive collection when she first started writing with them. When she slowly began uncrouching from her spot in the back seat, began saying more than the few words necessary for a hunt. He and Sam realized that she barely had been exposed to any music at all. Ditto for TV shows and movies. Not even Goonies? Dean had roared at her, glaring at her in his rearview mirror as she shook her head. How can any red-blooded American forbid Goonies? It was reason enough to return to her father's house and give the man another beating. Although Beth, using powers that Dean didn't trust or approve of, had taken care of him pretty good. He and Sam had torn the door off that f***ing closet and beaten the joists and paneling back until it was best described as a wall. Watching her unfurl in the back seat over the past few months had been curious, Dean told himself, like observing an anthropological experiment in one of Sammy's college classes, a wild child returning to civilization. Though she in no way belonged in that seat and would be booted the instant they completed whatever mission Cass said they were destined to complete together, it had been weirdly gratifying to watch her start to straighten in her seat, to watch her slim shoulders start to shimmy, and her delicate face, under all that hair, begin to nod to the rhythm. She'd even asked more than once, Can you play that one again? I like that song. And then, because Dean was wise enough to stick to his impressive collection of great rock and roll classics whenever they were on the road, 
she'd become familiar enough with the tunes to start singing along in a soft, sweet, slightly off-key voice. Always, always, always getting the lyrics 80% wrong. If it had been anyone else, Dean would have had already taken the demon blade to them. But when Sam tried to show her the lyrics to Credence's Bad Moon Rising, she always sang, There's a bathroom on the right, instead of There's a bad moon on the rise. Dean had bumped the smartphone out of his brother's hand and distracted her with the latest and greatest dogs and cats living together video. He loved that shit. Leave it alone, Sammy, he'd muttered into his brother's ear later, stealing a few moments out in the Impala while she slept away in the tiny Ecrapo Lodge. Even when she's getting the words wrong, her voice is still better than yours. Jerk, Sam panted as Dean, his arms wrapped around his brother's ginormous chest, used the leverage to pulse hard and steady into him. I've made you come all over yourself using nothing but my voice. Dean shoved his brother's head down where Beth was getting used to sitting, and made sure Sam had no breath left for words. My, um, so my thick rack is Only Dancing with the Winchester Boys, and it's by Roxanne Tucker. Um, this is one of the ones I was initially going to use um, for the podcast. And this author's only written seven supernatural fics, and this particular story is part of a series called riding with the winchester boys and it's um dean winchester Mm -hmm. sam winchester original female character dean winchester and sam winchester um a little bit of wincest going on at least especially i mean you know that they are in a relationship but it's not um it's not the focus as much as with the reader um involved and this is like the second part of the four-part series the first part and it time jumps a little bit so it goes back and forth so this part is actually like the start of the relationship and it's um it's probably the it's the most tame of all four um i think the third one is the one that's like super duper hot they're just in bed like three of them um but the second one is kind of like how the relationship is established and basically it's kind of like um sam and dean are kind of just charged with this um character her name's beth um cassiel they they find her on a hunt or cassiel tells her tells them you know she has to be protected for one reason or another i don't think you ever really find out all the details about it um but she ends up like she's in the back seat with them like for a lot of this like you know first part of the um the second part which is really the first part of the story and there's just the reason i really liked it is because there's a use of a lot of use of music that i think um i think you'll you'll really like and i think d will really like um if she hasn't read it already yeah, she probably yeah. has but there's the visuals of them getting to know her and like you can tell it's all from Dean's perspective um and it's you know how he's trying to figure out this this young girl in the back seat and kind of like she gets on her she gets on his nerves like you know can't get the lyrics right but then it's really cute and she doesn't have a lot of experience outside of the way she was brought up it sounds like a really horrible um childhood probably John Winchester got some tips from, you know, this girl's father and just in terms of parenting and they just kind of build this bond. And she's very, 
very just sheltered and she just kind of like blossoms and she kind of blossoms like over this scene of them just dancing like trying to just do something normal you know they they she's been helping with hunts and different things like that and you know dean sees her you know like on the other side and it's just it's an interesting dynamic because there's also this side of jealousy between dean and sam and they almost kind of like if dean's giving her a little too much attention maybe in the beginning sam's like sitting and watching in the corner and then they do vice versa where then she's dancing with sam and then you know they sam and dean go behind the bar and they have a little like tristy moment and they're like discussing stuff and it gets hot and heavy then they go back in again but there's the dancing part of it is so beautiful the author uses just some lines in it um you can see her just open up and just go to town and she like loves the music and just and dean gets into it and dean like starts to like really just he's his attraction to her becomes more and more apparent and then you find out you know well sam too and so it's this back and forth and there's not a lot that goes on but it's just so pretty (laughs) the dancing the dancing sequence which takes up a majority of it is just awesome you have to read it and just let me know um how much you love the the music i almost feel like like they need a playlist like to go along with this like you know where the music sort of comes in at certain points um as like background as you're reading because it's just I'm, I'm I'm looking through it now there's a couple things that I had I think I just highlighted because I didn't really want to like comment too much but like her blue eyes popped wide mylar balloons of pleasure when the bass heartbeat of foreigners jukebox hero melded into the ending strains of barracuda um like mm-hmm. you know like that kind of stuff or you know how Dean's just kind of giving a dance tutorial and he's probably like the last dude that should be doing that but like you know, you can tell he's got some moves and he's like, you know, showing her and that kind of like she she loses her inhibitions and she shows more of herself. And it's just it's just a nice read. And it's so when you read the first part, this part and then third and then I think the last part, the last part's more um, reader and Sam. And I think this author just wanted to finish the work. So the fourth part, I don't think is as long as a lot of the other ones. Yeah, unfortunately, sorry. It's a long one. Yeah. It's like 7,600. Just this part is 7,600 words, but I think it's. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it though. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I mean, I don't really I, have I, a lot to say, just that it feels, it feels very, again, it feels like, it feels like Sam and Dean, like, you know, popped into the show, you know, like in like an episode, but like, of course, without the, you know, the normal, like, there, there isn't the Wincest thing happening. Like, there's usually, you know, but there's that there. And it's yeah. totally plausible. And, um you know it's it's just another part of exploration of of the characters so um yeah I love it and I oh my gosh like the third part is just oh yeah so yeah 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 you have bookmarked to... the whole series <laughs> I did I'm prepared it's a good job I didn't have shit to do tonight because <laughs> now I'm doing this <laughs> no but yeah that's what I'll be I'll, I'll be working on I'll be working on this stuff tomorrow so that'll be that'll be fun um yeah so, I mean, I guess we should sort of, you know, just do a shout out to, um, you know, we'll we'll put all the descriptions about where you can find this stuff on AO3. Mm-hmm. 
um, links, uh, you know, if you fancy a read, go give it a listen or read it. I have to say listen because you've been listening to us for a while, but give them a read. If you like it, kudos, comment the authors, um, give them a lot of love. I'd, I'd say always keep it positive. I think, you know, if you love something, great. It's not your cup of tea. You know, don't have to really like expound on that too much. Just you just give the love where the love is due because authors worked hard on, you know, giving you a version of you know what's in their head and putting it out there for other people to yep to read and, and that's hard too that's hard it's hard to do it's hard it's like you ever you ever hear someone who's not good at art go I know what it looks like in my head but then mm-hmm. my pants don't make that happen yeah. it's very similar for us we know what we know what we want to show you and what we want you to think of but the words are hard sometimes yeah it's difficult, it's difficult. so if you go and if we've recommended you on either of these fix, go search them out on AO3. The links will be in the descriptions. Give your author some love. Give them some kudos. Maybe leave them a comment if you want to. You can tell them we sent you. Because <laughs> we did. We you did. Know? We did. We're not lying. We definitely but yeah, did. no, definitely. If, if you're grabbed by these fix or any of the fix we've recommended in any episode, go drop a kudos on the fic on AO3. Give it a read you know yeah give your author some love oh carly we've we've run the gamut i think we did the we did the bottom the top we did the <laughs> yeah <laughs> did all sorts of stuff today um so we should probably wrap up soon and i just want to say thanks for thanks for being a part of this again i always appreciate when you when you take the time to just no, talk talk fun stuff with me this is always fun um it is but, i love it i look forward to it yeah so and i just want to let everybody know that if you want to give us some thoughts or opinions we'd love to hear from you um you can email us at idling in the impala at gmail.com you can find us on twitter idling in the letter d impala and then if you want to reach out to me on ao3 i am drasna d-r-a-s-n-a on Twitter, I am S Kyle K Y L E writes W R I T E S, and I also have a website where you can find my original fiction, and it's at sandrakyle.com. Mm-hmm. So Sandra's the all over place one. I'm the <laughs> one that's pretty straightforward. Uh, you can find me at AO3. I'm Carly Karma. I mentioned it every episode because however you think that might be spelled, it probably isn't. Unless, of course, you're a frequent episode listener, in which case you know how it's spelled. So well done you. But it's Carly, that's Kilo, Alpha, Romeo, Lima, Echo, Echo. And then Karma, as you would spell it normally. And I'm the same on Twitter, Carly Karma. Same profile picture in both places in case you think, hey, I wonder if there's someone else out there with a weird spelled name. Nope, it's me. It's me. So, yep. Yeah. Drop me a tweet. Come and have a look at my works on AO3. Tweet the podcast. Email us. Sandra's just giving you all the links for that. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. And I apologize if at the end of this episode you hear any really loud cat meows because I told him he was a good boy a little while ago and he's taken that to heart and decided to now be a menace. Hi. Oh, he needs his praise. He's, he's, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's been really loud, but now he's stood right next to the mic. I imagine he's going to be very quiet. Well, that's all right. It's perfectly fine. Well, again, thank you for joining us, and we will hopefully see you in the next episode. Yep. A little cameo from Jinx there, but thank you very much for joining (laughs) us. Thank you for listening, and uh, we hope to have you in the back seat again soon. So bye, everyone. Bye-bye.
Uh-oh. What? I just got a text from Dean. It just says, car now. Oh no. Busted. Yeah, we gotta get baby back in the garage before Dean has a panic attack again. I can't cope with another, somebody stole my car! Well, thanks for coming along for the ride. It was great catching up and hopefully we can sneak out again soon and not cause Dean to have major palpitations in the process. Yeah, ideally not. You know how he gets. It was really great catching up though. We hope to see you again soon. Bye. Bye.